This is Recorded Future, Inside Threat Intelligence for Cybersecurity. Hello, everyone. I'm Dave Bittner from the CyberWire. Thanks for joining us for Episode 54 of the Recorded Future podcast. This week, we welcome back to our show Jeff Brown, Chief Information Security Officer for the City of New York. In a city with 8 million citizens, that's also a global center of commerce, innovation, and tourism. Protecting the public when they use publicly available online resources is an effort toward making everyone safer. New York City's leadership is in the process of implementing a new initiative they're calling NYC Secure that aims to better protect the city's residents, workers, and visitors from cyber threats. Jeff Brown describes this new initiative and explains how it could serve as a model for other municipalities and communities around the world. Stay with us. The new initiative is NYC Secure. NYC Secure is a decision by the city government of New York to take cybersecurity beyond our enterprise mission and provide capabilities, tools, protections to New Yorkers themselves. So what prompted uh, the mayor and, and your team to take this on? Well, if you think about it, cybersecurity everywhere in our city as well is a shared risk. As we executed on that enterprise mission, we realized, well, if you think about what government does, you know, the social contract between a government and its citizen, like here in New York, the city government of New York does many other things, right, that go beyond uh, the enterprise. So we started to examine that mission and said, as we watch headlines from around the world talking about cyber threats, the people that feel the impact of those threats are average Americans or average New Yorkers in this case. And we said, if in fact we have so many other disciplines as a government that New Yorkers expect us to deliver on, you know, if you think about, you know, sanitation or policing or fire, public safety, you know, health, there's a lot of things that we do on behalf of New Yorkers that really represent sort of the question that we encountered. It says, should we be taking cybersecurity in the same direction? You know, we, we, we know that people increasingly live their lives online, and we decided uh, it's our job as a government to make sure people are safe online, just, just like we have decided for so many years to put such great effort into successful programs to keep people safe, you know, as they walk our streets. Take us through the initiative. What does uh, what are some of the specific things that NYC Secure is going to do? We decided right off the bat on what I think of as two tactics. These two tactics support the policy decision, um, and these two tactics uh, are meant to provide a greater level of protection to New Yorkers. The first tactic uh, is in the mobile app space. So we announced our intent to create a custom app that will debut this summer, be free for all New Yorkers to download if they so choose onto their mobile device. And it is to be designed specifically to give the person, the user, uh, notifications when they, uh, you know, when they come across threats as they live their lives through their mobile device, their digital life through their mobile device. It'll be designed to advise uh, that user to disconnect 
for instance, from a Wi-Fi network that's been identified uh, in the past to have uh, you know, been the bearer of malicious content or malicious threats. It'll tell the user, you know, for instance, to navigate away from a website that's been identified as compromised. Uh, or it'll tell the user, hey, you know, you've downloaded an app that's um, malicious and, you know, recommend deleting that app. Uh, it's important to note that the app, the app itself is not going to take actions on the phone. It's guiding the user through away from threats in their digital life. That zero personal uh, data is required for the app to work. And that the app itself, it's, it's interesting from a practitioner perspective. Um, our intent is for the app to have the baked in machine learning and data science on the app itself to diagnose when you know, your phone starts to behave in an abnormal way and then advise you that that is likely identifiable with a threat. You know, the, the analogy that that I think is most common when you think about it this way for, for people to think about is, you know, your your phone exhibits symptoms of being infected, just like, you know, like you as a person exhibit symptoms when you're sick. And, you know, through great data science and hard work on behalf of you know, private sector partner that's been baked in from an AI perspective onto this app. And uh, it'll detect uh, when your phone begins to be abnormal and it'll tell you that the threat's been identified and you should do something about it. Uh, it's not going to send data off your phone to sort of a, like a cloud environment for it to be like adjudicated elsewhere. And then for that message to come back down to your phone, that's the way a lot of mobile threat management apps work. Our intent is not for it to be that way because we think that's too invasive of a user's privacy for these purposes. So, you know, as you mentioned, privacy, I think uh, particularly with uh, what we've been seeing about uh, companies like Facebook in the news recently, I think privacy is top of mind for a lot of folks today. And it sounds like that was a priority for you all as well to make sure that uh, you were taking care of privacy in this app. Yeah, perhaps I should have mentioned this earlier thinking about the policy, but like privacy is a central component to every decision we're going to make when it comes to additional tools and capabilities to, to support the policy. So here in New York City, one of the things we're incredibly proud of is we have like a very strict view on what it means to respect New Yorkers' privacy. That's one of the things that I'm incredibly proud of from a public servant perspective makes uh, New Yorkers, you know, happy about the, the stance the government is their government is taking. So, you know, we do believe that security does not need to come at the cost of public privacy. It's just a central belief that we have. We're thinking it through in two ways, really. There's contractual controls around privacy. And as we first examined what it would look like, we were thinking very much like about contractual controls. So, you know, when you partner with a technology provider, like how like how do we make sure that the data that we care about is health sacrosanct and is in no way, shape, or form, you know, sold or anything else like that, right? But then we decided that wasn't enough. Like we really did. We decided, all right, contractual controls are fantastic and we will use them, but we must have technical controls. So we've decided, you know, as as I described with the app, you know, like we will only debut things that, you know, do not require PII that are not writing to disk 
you know, any data. And we as, you know, for the NYC Secure Initiative, NYC Cyber Command are not receiving any data. We're not managing that app. We are not receiving data from that app. You know, that's why it's so important that the logic that does the threat prevention is actually baked into the app itself. I mean, those are the very, very strict decisions that, that, that we've made because we want to debut things that people can use to empower themselves provably scientifically did not impact you know the other aspects of their life that they that they're conducting you know via, via digital means now one of the other uh, parts of this initiative is that uh, you're going to be improving the security of public wi-fi throughout the city uh, take us through that yeah this is very very exciting for us because yeah of course you know the the concept of doing dns security is not new Right. There's all kinds of great enterprise class providers of various DNS security solutions. We it, it called our attention uh, last year when this new sort of DNS security solution, Quad 9, was debuted. And Quad 9 was debuted, you know, uh, in partnership with an organization that I respect called the Global Cyber Alliance. Both Quad 9 and the Global Cyber Alliance are not for profits and both, you know, have similar views when it comes to privacy as we hold uh, as a city. And so at, when this was debuted, we took a look, look at it and said, huh, this is a really interesting fit. So what we're doing, we are moving by end of year for every agency guest Wi-Fi. So, you know, an agency is part of you know the city government of New York. Any guest Wi-Fi is going to use the Quad 9 GNS security solution. It again, like doesn't require any PII or anything like that. It simply uh, blocks known malicious sites. So sites that are delivering malware or are harvesting credentials, you know, uh, stuff like that. Um, those sites are identified you know, via a consortium of threat intelligence partners. So high confidence that those sites are in fact only there to victimize you. And it's really this precept that if you as a New Yorker or as a visitor are availing yourself of a public Wi-Fi spot that we're providing you as a city, we simply don't think you should be victimized. You know, we, we think if there's something we can do so you're not going to hit something that has been confirmed only there to victimize your device, like we shouldn't let that happen. Uh, and we also think so our goal is to by the end of the year have all those um, city provided Wi-Fi, public Wi-Fi's be pointed towards this uh, Quad 9 solution. But beyond that, we have something really exciting to do as a city, which is is advocate that other places where New Yorkers connect to free Wi-Fi take this issue as seriously. And there is for free out there this solution, Quad 9, that is very, very easy to set up. And I think it's it's as simple as if you think about it, if you are a proprietor, if you're a coffee shop, if you're an office building, uh, if you are like a public space and you are inviting people, you know, to be your customers, your clients, uh, to use your space. And there's something that you can do that's not going to impact their privacy that will keep them from being victimized. Like we think you should do something about that. And that, that's why I'm so excited about the Wi-Fi piece, because it could just like the app. You know, if you're in the city, you can download the app. Awesome. So you can navigate your way with more accuracy around threats. Awesome. 
And we also think if you're in our city, the more places you can walk into that you won't get infected at, the better off we are as a city. And we, we really hope that organizations take themselves, you know, avail themselves of this tool. Our plan is via marketing and talking uh, about this and getting the word out that it's a no-brainer. It's a, it really is a no-brainer. Switching your DNS is easy. And if it keeps people from being victimized, it should be done. The other piece that's kind of exciting, of course, is as the conversation grows, this is a tool that people can bring home with them. So you can go home and point your home router towards the same thing. You can set it up on your device to, to use this protection. So it, it has like onward benefit, I think, when it comes to protecting people. Yeah, one of the things that strikes me about this is that because it's coming from you all in the public sector versus a, a private solution, that it kind of helps level the playing field for folks who may be relying on the access that they get from the city uh, to be safer, that they don't have to pay extra for something to know that um, they're going to have this level of protection. Yeah, this hits home for us because we have a core belief that digital safety is a necessity. It's not a luxury. It's a necessity, right? And something that we're really proud of uh, within this administration, there's been an incredible push to bring Internet connectivity across all five boroughs. You know, all five boroughs, all New Yorkers. uh, It doesn't matter your economic means. It doesn't doesn't matter who you are, but the internet is a, is a way for people con- to conduct their lives today. And so we're bringing it across all five boroughs. And we think if to take that and then add like the transparency uh, layer on top of that of additional security and safety, you know, really levels the playing field to use your language. You know, you, you know, I, I'm sitting here from an office in New York City and looking across like downtown, right? There's incredibly strong cybersecurity programs at the enterprise level all around me represented by these great teams in these buildings, right? But frankly, like that, that introduces a siloed approach to a security topic. And as a city, we think, you know, initiatives like this allow there to be better protections like in an interconnected fashion, not just a silo fashion, because we again, going to back to that point, we don't think um, you have to have great power of the purse or even you know great personal knowledge directly in this domain. We don't think the people that have those things should be the only people that are safe. because It's a safety issue too, not just a, a technology issue. From the perspective of the leadership of the city, I'm thinking of, of the mayor and then um, down to, to folks like you. Um, do they look at uh, the cybersecurity of the residents as being part of critical infrastructure? You know, I, I think of you mentioned earlier some of the things that people rely on the city to supply, things like, you know, picking up the trash and having uh, safe water to drink and, and public safety through police and fire. Uh, has cyber risen to that level where it's it's considered one of those uh, critical things, uh, part of the the fabric of a city the size of New York? Yes, emphatically, yes. It is absolutely critical for this city to think very carefully and to do very deliberate things and measure ourselves against those things to improve you know, the interconnected cybersecurity that is absolutely critical to our success. You know, when it comes down to it, the city is the center of commerce and so many things across the world. And we think as we, you know, embrace our smart city future, as we deploy more technologies to make this city even more of a, a hub of innovation and ingenuity and diversity and, and commerce, like those things need to be safe. That's part of our strategic advantage as a city. And we intend on keeping that advantage for, you know, in perpetuity. This is one of the things we need to do. And the support from City Hall and beyond across city leadership 
in both, I should mention, you know, public but also private sector. There are a lot of people out there who are emphatically excited that New York is taking this leadership role. And, and what do you see from other cities around the nation and around the world as they see New York uh, taking on these initiatives? Do you think it's the kind of thing that people will see and uh, follow your example? Yes, we do. We think it has to spark a more evolved public discourse. We think it has to spark that discourse, you know, across governments. You know, what is that government role? What is the government role in this space? I mean, no one would be, would debate that as part of the social contract with a citizen that governments have a role in security. But so far, you know, there's been a number of different approaches, and many of them I absolutely applaud uh, for governments to have a role in cybersecurity. Many of them have been legislative. I do like, you know, tip my hat, so to speak, to some of the great things being done in the UK when it comes to government role in, in this space. And I think to a certain extent, more of those conversations need to happen. With that said, New York is thinking about it in a very specific way. That specific way is, you know, measurable solutions that 100% respect the privacy of, you know, of the New Yorker. And I think we think that is the way to go. You know, there are things you can do in the security space, but we do not think those things have to mean that the, the, the New Yorker gives up their privacy. And it is important for me to note that these two tactics underneath, like we've made a decision on policy. We made a decision that cybersecurity is a safety issue and that you can debut things in that space that make a difference that respect privacy. That's the policy decision. And these two tactics we recognize are tactics that we need to iterate on over time. We need to improve on and they will not be the only tactics. It is from New York's perspective that we you know, issue a challenge to providers, to innovators, to businesses, to governments, to, to everyone that cares about cybersecurity. There needs to be other tactics, and we know there needs to be other tactics. It is the, the onus is on us to make sure these, these first two that we debut are highly successful, that we iterate on them appropriately, that we have the public discourse, that we get this right. But with that said, we will not stop with these two. And I think to a certain extent, we are very, very open-minded and want to hear from the community. If you have a tactic that you think can scale to over 8 million residents and the size of this wonderful city and respect 100% the privacy of a New Yorker, I want to hear about that tactic. I've already had a number of conversations of leaders in the cybersecurity community. There's some really interesting ideas out there. But, you know, I, I'm kind of calling on the community to help this city be safe. And this is the way this is. And now we have a city that's made a decision it's going to do something. And so it's the community's opportunity to, you know, roll up our sleeves. Yeah, this is the exciting thing about cybersecurity professionals, right? We are great technologists, but we are in the business of security. It's time to roll up our sleeves as a community to protect everybody. And I think that's that's what this is about. Our thanks to Jeff Brown for once again joining us. If you enjoy this podcast, we hope you'll take the time to rate it and leave a review on iTunes. It really does help people find the show. Don't forget to sign up for the Recorded Future Cyber Daily email, where every day you'll receive the top results for trending technical indicators that are crossing the web. Cyber news, targeted industries, threat actors, exploited vulnerabilities, malware, suspicious IP addresses, and much more. You can find that at recordedfuture.com intel. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll subscribe and help spread the word among your colleagues and online. 
The Recorded Future podcast team includes coordinating producer Amanda McKeown, executive producer Greg Barrett, the show is produced by Pratt Street Media, with editor John Petrick, executive producer Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Thank you.